Well, hello everyone and welcome to this third session of The Walk, Five Essential Practices of the Christian Life. I am Pastor Jason, lead pastor of Tucker United Methodist Church, and I welcome you to this third session of our Zoom Bible study. We are studying The Walk, Five Essential Practices of the Christian Life, a book by Reverend Adam Hamilton, lead pastor at the Church of the Resurrection. And it is a six-week study where we know about five spiritual disciplines that draw us closer to God. So let's have the opening prayer. Holy and loving God, thank you for inviting us to draw closer to you. Thank you for each person in our group. Be with us as we answer your call to love our neighbor and serve those in need. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So we're talking about walking with God. The goal of this study is to have a simple guide for the Christian life. A guide for those who wish to follow Jesus, to experience God in their lives, and to grow to become the people God wants them to be. So we are studying five simple practices that Jesus' followers have always pursued, and that Jesus himself modeled these practices to us. As Jesus' followers, we are seeking to learn from him, to emulate him, to go where he wants us to go, to do what he wants us to do, and to walk on the journey of life with him. And the five essential practices that we have already covered, worship and prayer, study. Today, we're going to be talking about serving, and the next ones are going to be giving and sharing. So serve. Third essential practice of the Christian life is serving. The words serve, serving, service, and servant appear over 1,000 times in the Bible. If we read the Old Testament in the book of Joshua, reaches its conclusion by inviting God's people to serve the Lord. It says, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worship and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom will you serve. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So how do we serve our Lord? We serve God through the acts of worship. We are meant to serve God by doing his work and his will in this world. And God's primary mode of working in the world is through people. So we serve God by praising him, by worshiping him, but we also serve God by letting God use us to do his work in the world. So God calls us to be light, to share his love, to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. He calls us to embody his love and justice, and we are called to heal the world and help others. So when God looks at our world today, what are the things that break his heart? Maybe it's all the pain and brokenness in the world. Maybe it's the poverty and injustice. 
If you will ask yourself this question, if God looks at our world today, what are the things that will break his heart? What will the answer be? Still, no matter what the answer is to that question, there is an answer from God. He is moved with compassion. God calls us to worship, to pray, to study scripture, but he also calls us to do good, to move in compassion, to practice justice, kindness, and love. This is what John Wesley called the works of piety and the works of mercy. Works of piety, those individual practices like reading scripture, meditating, studying the scriptures, prayer, fasting, attending worship, healthy living, sharing our faith with others, regularly sharing the sacraments and having accountability to one another, Bible study. But those works of mercy remind us of how we can serve God. And how we can serve others by doing good works, by visiting the sick, by visiting those in prison, by feeding the hungry, by giving generously to the need of others, by seeking justice, ending oppression and discrimination. For instance, Wesley challenged Methodists to end slavery by addressing the needs of the poor. It is all means of grace. The way that God works invisibly in disciples, hastening and strengthening and confirming faith so that God's grace pervades in and through disciples. It is the way God share his love for us and for others. Now, like I mentioned, the word serve is, is throughout the Bible. So if you go to the book of Isaiah chapter 1, verses 11 to the 13, you will see that people are praising God and keeping their worship rituals, but they were neglecting the matters of justice, mercy, and kindness. So what was God's invitation to his people on that time? To learn to do right, to seek justice, and defend the oppressed. Micah, ministering around the same time as Isaiah, offered also a response. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. If you go to the book of Proverbs, you can see the scripture says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the right of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. We as a nation... Seek to provide liberty and justice for all. So is Jesus's invitation to serve. If we go to the New Testament, we see that as Christ followers, we should have concerns for the vulnerable, the weak, the marginalized, and the poor. Because Jesus ministered the poor, the marginalized, and sick people. He invited his followers to provide food for the hungry, to drink for the drink for the thirsty, clothing for the naked and visited the sick and in prison. He also invited them to welcome the foreigner that you can read in Matthew chapter 25. There is a call to be engaged in transforming 
society. John Wesley, true holiness was about loving one's neighbor. That was he invited others to do. Love one's neighbor. And the early Methodists included the desire to be transformed by the power of Christ, but also the desire to help those in need. So they started school, health clinics, hospital, colleges, universities, orphanage, daycare programs. They launched ministries for the homeless, feeding programs for the hungry, job training for the unemployed. They made Christ's presence real in their communities. And that is the goal that this study is inviting us to see, that throughout scripture, also as Jesus model, we can make Christ's presence real in their community, in our community, by serving, by being engaged in efforts to heal our community and make it look like God's kingdom. Being engaged, find ways that God's spirit is guiding you to be a minister of healing and to be a minister of God's kingdom in your community and the world. Develop ministry that serve the community and the world. There is a personal responsibility to raise our voice, to speak up for the vulnerable and the marginalized, and to vote in ways that reflect our conditions. We do our part as citizens of this nation. But we follow Jesus' commandments. We love God with all our heart, with all our being, all our mind, and all our strength. And we love our neighbor as ourselves, like we read in Mark chapter 12. And also Jesus mentioned, treat people in the same way that you want people to treat you in Matthew chapter 7. So that is our guidance. We love God, we love our neighbor, and we treat people in the same way that you want people to treat you. That is the central ethic of the Christian faith. Love. Love God. Love your neighbor. It is a way of living and being. To bless others. To encourage others. To care and serve for others. To have kindness. The word kindness appears over 240 times in the Hebrew Bible. To be kind to be merciful, to have steadfast or covenant love. That is the invitation God has given us, to be kind, to be merciful, to share grace, an act of goodness that recipient has no right to expect. Grace is, the central, is central to the Christian faith. We are served by God's grace. And Jesus' life, death, and resurrection are the embodiment of God's grace. So we are called to serve. We are called to hear God's invitation, to pay attention to what's going on around us, and to listen for God's prompting and respond. Maybe we start every day with this simple prayer. Here I am, Lord. Do with me whatever you want. Maybe that's the goal. 
to have this simple prayer every day as the day starts. Here I am, Lord. Do with me whatever you want. You know, we Methodists have uh, a covenant prayer. We usually read the covenant prayer at the beginning of each year. But maybe the invitation is to do this part of our daily habit, of our daily routine, our spiritual goals in life. I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Place me with whom you will. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be put to work for you or set aside for you. Praise for you or criticize for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and fully surrender all things to your glory and service. And now, O oh wonderful and holy God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it also be made in heaven. Amen. Maybe that could be our prayer, to offer ourselves completely to God, to invite him to use us for his purposes and glory. We are called, we are invited to serve. But remember, like we have talked before, it is our choice. It is our decision. Are we going to decide to serve by practicing kindness towards others? By, ser by serving others, by moving in faith, serving others shapes us spiritually. One simple act of kindness can transform our hearts. So we just have to see the opportunities to serve, to show kindness. And those opportunities are mostly unplanned. We have to be willing to be interrupted to be moved with compassion like the story of the good samaritan there has to be a willingness in our hearts to be interrupted to take risk to give up one's comfort to sacrifice something that's what jesus saw interruptions as divine appointments opportunities to serve, opportunities to heal others, opportunity to share a word, opportunities to share a story, opportunity to touch hearts. And maybe us, we can also just ask God to help us to be willing to hear those holy nudges, those God moments that are created unexpectedly where we can be used by God's spirit to serve but be moved by compassion. We have three general rules. We do no harm, avoiding evil of every kind. Serving is all about doing good. Our second rule, doing good of every possible sort, as far as possible to all people. And we have talked about The third rule about worship, about praying, about studying scriptures, to keeping those God's ordinances. But serving is about doing no harm and doing good to all people. And like always, we use a hand as a reminder. 
Remind yourself to do one act of kindness each day. So maybe the goal for the week is to do five acts of kindness every week. And the strategy for changing and healing the world it that is that everybody will do this. So imagine if everybody would just decide to do five acts of kindness every week. Think about who you can invite as a challenge to say, hey, I am moving forward on a new challenge to do five acts of kindness every week. And I want you to join me. So that will be 10 acts of kindness. If it's two people, if you get three people, it will be 15. If you get four people with 20 and so on. It is a strategy for changing and healing the world. Five times a day, you can bless someone, encourage someone, help someone, speak in favor of someone. The opportunity to just simply bless. Not only do five acts of kindness a week, but maybe do it daily. Bless someone, encourage someone, help someone, speak in favor of someone. As we go on the journey, we can transform the world. We are letting God's spirit transform us through worship and prayer and studying scripture. But we are also moving on and sharing what God has given us. By serving others. By serving with love and kindness and mercy, and justice. By loving God and loving our neighbor. By doing acts of kindness that can transform and heal our community and the world. That is God's invitation as we go on the journey. So let's have a closing prayer. Lord, you taught us that your glory is revealed when we, the human beings, made in your image, extend your love and care for us to others. Make me aware of your nudges and give me a heart that is open to interruption when you need me. Amen. Thank you for sharing this time with us and I hope to see you next time on our The Walk Online Bible Study. God bless.